0: welcome back to another episode this is john rosenberg live from jacksonville Today's sunday august the 26th i hope everybody having a great day and a great weekend our topic today is going to be based upon um evangelist tv evangelists um those of us who watch tv a lot uh, those of us who watch those so-called prophet on TV, um, televangelists, I like to call them televangelists. Those guys, for the most part, a lot of it <clears throat> is this thing been going on for the past 30 years. Um, it has grown, uh, mega church also has grown for the past 30, 20 years they have grown around the country, around the world. There's a lot of mega church around the world. Now if you follow T.G. Jake's uh, for pep dollar Eddie long yeah stroking those boy with those long strokes uh that's a whole different topic on that um Eddie Long Joe Austin um Oye Depot, um those guys from Africa those pastors from Africa of those big the most prominent ones uh, Oye Depot, um there's another one I forget his name but nonetheless those of you who watch televangelist pastors um, throughout this country or throughout the world, on whether it's YouTube, your regular local channels, one thing you notice that a lot of it have to do with—they um, always preach the gospel, the prosperity gospel, which I spoke upon a couple uh, months ago. Um, they, that's the main thing they emphasize on: prosperity, prosperity. Now, from the biblical standpoint. Prosperity have nothing to do with your materialistic things. It have to do with your spiritual growth, from a biblical standpoint. Now, that doesn't mean that if you buy a Mercedes Benz and you work hard for it, and hey, that's you know that's your prerogative. You you work hard and you bought you a nice car, or you bought you some nice clothes. We get that part. We're not gonna argue about that. But when you pry on people, who barely have money. They're living from hands to mouth. They're living from paycheck to paycheck. In Africa, even worse, these people get paid monthly and they barely can eat, barely can put shoes on their feet. When you see a pastor pull up to a church with an escort of bodyguards and luxury automobiles, it hurts you because you say, why... All this shenanigans why why have, why those pastors need to have a, a a military escort? why do they have to have like the head of states? Jesus himself during his days he didn't really walk around only with eight disciples and none of them were his bodyguard you they were just following his preaching but nowadays a lot of those pastors and you can testify to it if you have seen it on live TV or you have seen it live. Whatever country you came from, whether it's Africa, Asia, or America. America have a lot of those pastors here. Benny Him is one of them that come to mind. He's very prominent throughout the world. He do a lot of uh, speech and engagement, traveling. And T.C. Jake do a lot of uh speaking engagement. And those pastors, they charge people just to make an appearance like they are celebrities. I'm like, you're not a celebrity, you're a pastor. Your job is to preach the gospel. Now, I do understand if you want the people to pay for your hotel and your, um, you know, your airplane accommodation, I get that part. But you're making so much money and your book sells, I don't think you should be charging people just for you to come to their church and preach this gospel. I think it's demonic, I think it's illegal i I will never pay a pastor one dime just for, for you to come to my church no if you're gonna if you want be a man of god i don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you to come to your church to, to invite to come to my church and pay you out of my pocket now, I understand I have to pay for your hotel. I will pay for that, but I'm not going to pay you for you to preach A lot of those pastors what they do is they they pry on people's feeling emotion, so they will ask them, the congregation to give them money. Case in print, Greffler pemdala You know, Buckhead is a is a city in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. So he have a a big church in Buckhead in Atlanta. Beautiful church, very modern, well built. But in that neighborhood, he didn't build a YMCA, a women's center, or something to give back to the community. On top of it, he have his wife preaching, which is against biblical standpoint, uh, biblical principles. Your wife should not be preaching. A woman should not be preaching for that matter. But that's a whole different topic. I've spoke about that before if you listen to my podcast. So Today we're talking about televangelists. Um, they're very prominent t- throughout the world, mostly America and Africa and South America. You watch any channel, where there's Telemundo, Fox, um, on Sunday morning, you'll find a lot of tele- tel- uh, televangelists like Joe Austin. I'm going to talk about him too. Um, but these guys, they like Creflo dollar he has the, the congregation but on a G6. Uh, G6 is a is a very luxury um, jet. Um, it's for the creme de la creme when you come to jet setting. So it's for those, in French they call it the bourgeoisie, you know, people that have money, like billionaires buy those kind of jets. So that jet will sit you back about $65 million, give or take, um, the the cheaper version of that jet costs $50 dollars, $50 but if you want all the bells and whistles on it, you're looking about sixty five plus. So the, the 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 congregation did raise the money for him because he went on Facebook. He talked about it. He went he even go on CNN and talk about it. The news broke out because a lot of people was like, "Why would the church pay him sixty five million dollars? Why would the church buy him a sixty five million dollar jet? Is not." It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it. Can, it cannot make sense for the church as a whole. It doesn't make sense from a biblical uh, standpoint because when you preach in this gospel, your whole your whole objective is to free people from their pain, their you know their their stress. So it's a spiritual thing. It's about spiritual growth. So when you pray on people to get their money, or you pray on people's emotion. To get their money, do all those shenanigans that you guys do, touch people the whole the person just pass out. Those are staged. If you watch those those um those act over and over, you're gonna know notice something doesn't make sense. You don't just touch somebody and then they just fall back on their knees or on the back. Is is impossible. It doesn't work. Now I've seen people catch the Holy Ghost in front of me. More than night, more than likely they don't pass out like that. Yeah, they may have, they may jerk around a little bit, but if they don't pass out. They don't just you know convulsion like they're going out. Now, if the person is possessed, that's a whole different thing. Now, I've seen people that's possessed. That's a whole different ball game. Now, if the person if the person is possessed by a demon, of course they're gonna have a different reaction when when the Holy Ghost touched them. They're gonna be convulsing. But on average, if you pray for somebody. They're not going to be convulsion, fall in the back and start jumping around like, you know, like fucking cheap NZs. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Holy mm-hmm. Ghost don't work like that. A lot of those pastors, tele, tele, evangelist pastors on TV, they'll have people come with crutches and wheelchair. And then those, those people will be backstage. They're all actors. And the next thing you know, the person had a broken leg. They're walking again. I'm like, What? When this, is, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, this person was out of broken leg. Now he's walking now? It doesn't make no sense. It doesn't add up. Or they'll make a whole bunch of stories. Now, they're all pastors. Now, let me be clear that they're all pastors who have those gifts. They're all pastors out there, whether it's Africa, Asia, and South America, the Caribbean, and America. We have those pastors here that have that gift. But it's a very few of them that have that spiritual gift. Not too many of them. A lot of them, they're just all about money. You know, they'll like, they make those comments, so seed, uh, a seed just about playing, you know, playing the seed is the word. Word is the seed. The word of God is the seed. But they kind of flipped it on his head. They asked for money. So for instance, let me give you an example. African pastors, of, they're very, they're well known for doing that. Um, primarily Nigerian um, Ghanian, i would say mostly West Africans uh, pastors. They are known for doing that. Um, they were like soul seed, like and then if you're American, you're not used to hearing that as much. Um, you say what soul seed mean? So soul seed to like if he pray for you for your problem, whatever he pray for, he will ask you for some money, some ransom money. So you'll say what well, a seed for five hundred, soul seed for a thousand, a seed for ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand. So it becomes a game of, of chess. It becomes a game of, of, of just preying on people's um, emotion and people's weakness. And the person, if they're going through some tough, a tough time, they, probably, they literally give their whole bank account away to the pastors. And they come to find that they have been bamboozled, they have been tricked. First of all, the 10%, uh, I heard. I know you heard a lot of pastors say, pay, pay, pay your tithing. Tithing from a biblical standpoint, like I said before, from a biblical standpoint, tithing, talk about sharing. It's about sharing. Let me give you an example. If you have five pair of shoes, and there's, two, there's a person you go to church with every Sunday, you know that they only have one pair of shoes. As a believer, you should give them a pair of shoes. Okay? That will make you, that's tithing. Tithing is about sharing with other people. Whether it's food, uh, your home, uh, your clothes, whatever it is that you have extra, if the person is in need, you share with them. That's what tithing that is about. That's what tithing that is really. The 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 ten percent they come up with is not really accurate. Is they call it the tenth, which is a measurement in Hebrew. They call it the tenth. So which means during during harvest time, um, a farmer will give the tenth of the harvest to God as an offering. But nowadays, a lot of those guys, those pastors. Um, they prey on the people to give them 10% of your pay, which, mean, which is not accurate because most of us are living from paycheck to paycheck and most of us are unemployed. So we don't have that kind of money to give to a pastor on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis because we have bills. Some of us got mortgages, rent, um, car note, insurance, um, medical bills. So we have a plethora of bills that we pay on a monthly basis Every month, so we don't have that kind of money. Even those of us who are saving, we're not gonna go into saving, giving the the church ten percent, ten percent. Now I understand if you go, if you're a member of that church, that church had bills also. The church had bills for two uh, maintenance bills, um light bills. Now, if the pastor is transparent with the congregation, say, you know what. I want the congregation to help me on my life deals. I want the congregation to help me of maintenance, of maintenance every month on this church. Now that makes more sense because now he's being transparent. Now you can go in your pocket and give some money towards this church because now he's not making stuff up. He's being straightforward with the congregation. Hey, I need you guys to raise money to pay the mortgage for this um, church, especially those of you who are a member of the church. That is more transparent like that. Now, if they try to tell you, give 10%, you'll pay more than likely, you're going to get bamboozled, you will get tricked. Now, I'm going to talk about Joe Austin. Joe Austin too, is very prominent in the South. He's very prominent now. He's he's become, in the past five years now, very popular, him and his wife. They have a big church, um, Lakewood, um, Houston, Texas. I was in Houston last year during the hurricane. So during the hurricane, I remember a couple months before, or a couple weeks before, Tyler Perry had preached in his church. So Tyler Perry gave gave him about a quarter of a million dollars, which is penny to to Tyler Perry because he had, he worth about five hundred million dollars. So he gave him a quarter of a million dollars to the church of Lakewood. Now during the hurricane, his church was shut down not because it was flooded. Because they didn't want to bring people to the church, quote-unquote, they will tear up the church, which is a lie. But that's what they were saying. So one of the, one of the people, they record the video, they put it on YouTube, they put it on Facebook, they put him on, literally put him on blast. He ended up talking to CNN, because that make a big uh, blowout against him, because he act like so-called Christian, whatever crap he, he called himself. Then he could give his church during the hurricane, Nobody, he didn't have no place for work. People could not go to his church because his church was locked down. So he was forced by the public to open his church to the public. So a lot of people have died during that hurricane. So he was forced to come out and made an apology, which is a fake apology. Everybody see the bullshit that he was saying is a fake apology. So even the the, the mayor of Houston, he talked about it too, because if the hurricane happened on Friday. And then you wait till Tuesday to open the church? I, that's crazy. Why would you wait till Tuesday to open the church? And on top of that, he had a fundraising asking the people to raise money, which is ludicrous. Why would you ask the people to raise money when they're going through some tough time right now? That's the wrong time to be asking people to raise money for a hurricane relief. Besides, Master P, where they give $5 million, Kevin Hart gave $2 million, all the celebrities was giving money already. So why would you be asking the people again to raise money for the hurricane relief? they just stealing people's money. Unnecessary. Stealing people's money. So that's why I don't, I don't follow those, uh, those pastors on TV. My wife likes to follow them. I don't follow them because all they do is take people's money and give you false hope and false dream. So televangelists, most of them, I will say 95% of them, they're all full of crap. They're not here to save anybody's soul, anybody, anything. Though The purpose for a pastor is to lead you to a better place on a spiritual level and a mental level. It's not to bamboozle you. It's not to try to sleep with your wife or your daughters or your girlfriend for that matter. The, 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 the job of a pastor is to lead the congregation the right way by teaching biblical principles. Now, there are some people that's going not going to like what I'm saying, I don't care. But those are the truth. This is my perspective. You have to respect my perspective and I've been around church for, for decades now. Over three decades I've been in church. So I know about church shenanigans. Whether it's Catholic, whether it's Panky where whether it's Baptist, whether it's Mormon, I've been around those people. Seven Day Adventists, I've been around them. Jehovah's Witness, I've been around those people. Islam, I've been around those people. I've seen it. So a lot of those pastors, they're driving Bentley, Royce Roy. They live in the hill. They wear Cartier watch, Rolex. Um, they drive the best car. They wear the best clothing. And and, they, drive, and then they eat in the best restaurant. Okay? If you're doing all those things, nobody's hating on you. Like I said, if you work hard, you have a, most of those pastors, they don't have a job. Remember, they have 501c3, which means they don't pay no taxes. Everything they get is tax-free. You and I, when we go to a store, we pay taxes. When we buy a house, we pay taxes. These motherfuckers, they don't pay no taxes. They get tax-exempt. That's why I don't give a dime to the church. Now, there are some church who are very transparent with the congregation. They'll say, we need uh, to raise money for the church, for the maintenance, uh, for the light bills. Those churches, I understand because they're being transparent with the congregation. They don't tell them to give a tenth of their paycheck. No, we're not doing that. A lot of those churches, they like to prey on people's emotion, asking them to give their ten percent of the paycheck. Now, if the person living, uh, if the person going through some tough time, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be. You cannot ask those people to to give you money for your church. So. A lot of people. That's why a lot of people don't go to church anymore because church has become a, a game. He has become a laughing stock. Plus, it has become a money machine for those pastors. Because a lot of those pastors, they don't have nine to five job. They don't have. They don't work. They don't work. All the money that they get is from the congregation, white or black and green, it doesn't matter. All the money that they get from the congregation. You may have a few pastors that do have a nine to five job uh like pastor Pastor Gino Jennings, he have a 9 to 5 according to him so i don't know all the details about him but according to Pastor Jennings, he do have a job he do have a profession besides preaching but if you if you if you do any background check on any of those pastors i just mentioned not a 10 of them they don't have a 9 to 5 they just preach every day 7 days a week that's their job and they have book deal TV deal commercial deals you name it they have all those deals that bring them a different stream of income every month. So technically, they don't really need a nine to five unless you're starting from the bottom. But those popular like Joe Austin, T.G. Jakes, what's his name, Benny Heem, all those prominent pastors I just mentioned, they don't need a nine to five because they're making money from different stream of income. They have endorsement deals, they have TV deals, and plus they have book deals. So plus speaking engagement, they make a lot of money speaking engagement. So if you invite one of those guys and you, to your church, that might set you back twenty five grand or fifty grand just to invite one of them to speak in your church, which is ludicrous. And that's how they they pray on those people's mind. So that's why I don't really support any church unless I know that church is very transparent and I've been to that church many occasions. And I've seen the, the pastors, how he, he interact with the congregation. I might give some money away, but more than likely, I will never give money away. And like I said, um, those of us who go to church, uh, those of us uh, who agree what I'm saying, uh, some of you guys who are still blind may disagree um, because you, be, you become so religious, you're not thinking critically. So if, you are so if you're very religious, you're going to hate my gut because what I just said just hurt your feeling. You might start crying right now. Go get you some tissue and wipe your, your tears. I feel sorry for you. But those of us who are critical thinkers, think outside the box, understand where I'm coming from because it, it, enough is enough of this nonsense. Uh, if you're going to preach the Word of God, make sure you are transparent with the people that you're dealing with Make sure you come you preaching from the Bible. Don't make stuff out your head. Don't make stories like Houdini. Like don't be making stories up like the news do. Speak from the Bible, okay? Preach from the Bible. So that so people can have a true understanding uh what the Bible stands for. Okay, all these pastors all they preach about is prosperity, God love everybody, um tithing. You know, God God also hate also. He got different characteristics of his uh, character. He doesn't love only, he does hate. So just like you, you love and you hate. That's just part of your characteristics. So you can just say, like, God is love, 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 love. But God hate also. And they also about God is love. Yeah, God love. Yeah, that's true. But God hate also. God have God can be a lion, he can be a dove, you know, he can be a shepherd. There's different characteristics to God. So you cannot just go by one characteristic, say, oh, he love, 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 love. No, love is one of them. But he got other characteristics, just like a person. You love, you hate, you know, you have stuff that you love, you have stuff that you don't like. So you cannot say, I like everything. No, you'd be lying to the people. So that being said, those of us who have been going to church for all your life, those of us who just started going to church may be aware of what I'm saying. But I would like to hear your perspective about televangelists throughout this country or throughout the world. What is your perspective on those tele, uh, television evangelists? Call in, let's discuss this. is John signing out from Jacksonville, Florida. One love, peace, be out.